0: we are dissecting the trial of jennifer crumbly today we're now going to take a look into the closing arguments that were made by shannon smith this is the attorney for jennifer crumbly of course jennifer crumbly if you're just clicking on the audio of the podcast right now or watching us on youtube she's the mother Uh, of Ethan Crumbly, uh, who has been charged with involuntary manslaughter and found guilty on all four counts of involuntary manslaughter, her son executing uh, four of his classmates at Oxford High School in 2021. It was very interesting to watch the trial uh, in whole. Uh, The testimony uh, given by Jennifer Crumbly, the testimony given by the school, and the arguments that were being made— effectively or ineffectively I guess depending how you look at it by her attorney Shannon Smith what uh what what was your reaction to Shannon Smith Stacy um
2: uh, I would not have wanted her as my attorney um uh, mm-hmm. I felt like she was a bit well, I, I said to you off the air a youper, which
0: <laughs> that you means know, Upper those- Michigan and for those because most people even know, like no there's an upper Michigan they're like Michigan is the two parts yes it uh, is. it's the part that's attached to Wisconsin above the other part. There's like the mitten and it's up there. Um, yes. so yes, it's a part that connects to Canada. Uh, so, and they, they and, call and
2: them- le- hey, let me finish this part before I get myself into big trouble. Um, I don't have a problem with Upers.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Let that be known. I am from Minnesota. I live in Wisconsin. I have a lot of people in my life that are Upers, but she just, it reminds for those of you who don't know what that sounds like, it, it, it's it's like when we hear somebody from the South and we think they don't sound intelligent because they're Southern drawl. Yes. That's the way Midwesterners look at the Youpers. And that was my first impression of her was, hmm, how long have you been doing this? And and so I was judging her right away. I just didn't. I think this was such a landmark case. mm mm-hmm. I didn't feel that she had the experience that it took to take this on.
0: I'm really kind of amazed for being as landmark of a case as it was that this was the attorney. Um, Correct. I I, I was, you know, you could have had an attorney come in from all over the place. And and, in the state of Michigan, there's, I'm sure, plenty of very well-qualified attorneys who would have taken this case up for the publicity. I don't know that anyone is going and and knocking at the door of uh, Shannon Smith now. Uh, to represent them. I don't think it was necessarily a great representation, although I could be completely wrong. Bob Bada, who's a very good defense attorney, he's not with us all the time, he loved her. He said, he's like, I think she's great. And he looks at things from a different perspective sometimes, and one with far more experience than I have in a courtroom. Uh, so I don't know if he found it like an endearingness uh, to her or kind of a authenticity, which I can kind of see... Uh, he's in Chicago so he's from uh you know our original neck of the woods too but um I guess everybody kind of has a different opinion I certainly think she tried her best but yeah. again I think that's where we kind of go back to what we talked about in earlier uh on the first segment of today of your best maybe should be better um here's uh Jennifer uh, Crumbly uh fumbling uh or sorry Shannon Smith uh fumbling through some of those initial closing arguments
3: The other thing I have to ask you to keep in mind is that in the jury instructions, and I think you've been told this throughout trial, the defense does not have to prove or do anything. Like Judge Matthew said, we could sit at the table and play chess the whole time, call no witnesses, cross-examine no witnesses, provide no evidence, because we have no burden to prove a thing. However, in this case, you obviously saw the defense present Mrs. Crumbly, who took the stand, so that she could give you some context beyond parts of the evidence that were confusing when the prosecutor was introducing in bits and pieces. And the problem in this case is that we can all agree everything can be seen different in two ways. First of all, when you look back in hindsight, with 2020 vision. When you look back in hindsight, it is easy to say, this could have been different, that could have been different, this would have changed. And the other circumstance, the second one that makes a huge difference, is when you get full context around the evidence that is being used. And in this case, the prosecutor has cherry-picked little bits of evidence out of mountains of evidence to put in front of you with no context to explain what they're doing. And when you get cherry-picked bits of evidence, it's easy to reach wrong conclusions.
0: And aren't cherries delicious? I like to pick cherries. Cherries are good. I sometimes you get a bad cherry, and they're not very tasty. If you ever had a bad cherry? Cherries are. This is kind of how the closing arguments went. It, it continued yeah, it, on into very weird territory.
2: Cherries are a very Michigan thing, are they not?
0: One hundred percent. Most of your cherries in the United States come from Michigan, unless yeah. you're, you know, getting some from another country. But yeah, it's uh, just very, um, I guess, raw. I, I don't know another way to, to put it. Colloquial, uh, um, I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. Here's more from her.
3: Now, when I took on this case pretty early on, I realized I am Jennifer Crumbly, and I could be here accused and sitting in her spot very easily. Now, in my house, we don't have guns. I don't have guns, but I do have children. And at the end of the day, they're good kids. I have a son that wants to hang out with me very rarely, but I have no belief that any of my four children would ever harm anyone else. And while I don't have a gun, I have a large butcher block on my counter with big knives that I use when I cook, and I enjoy cooking. And at the end of the day, my kids could just as easily grab a knife without me knowing it. And without me having it on my radar and walk mm-hmm. out the door of my house and go play with their kids. And my son could kill somebody with my butcher block knife. Mm-hmm.
0: They could, but wouldn't you feel pretty shitty if they had written to you, get me help right. with a picture of your butcher block knife while you're cooking your prego? Uh that uh, maybe you should have done something maybe there's a and, little more accountability there than just you know you got knives in your kitchen miss uh,
2: yeah. smith yeah and and that's that's where the disconnect comes from the the knife sitting on the counter can do some damage absolutely
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's going to be more isolated damage the car in your garage can do damage as well mm-hmm. its main intent though is not to kill people yeah the gun is very different. And I'm a gun owner. I've mm-hmm. got mm, four. They're all locked up right now, yeah. and i've I've got a concealed carry permit I've never carried in my life. Yeah, but I have it. Mm-hmm. But I know that that gun, its main purpose is to protect my life by killing or maiming somebody else.
0: That's the only reason I have guns. Uh, and yep. I don't hunt. I don't do anything. But they are in my safe and they are protected. And my kids do not have a chance to get their hands Correct. onto them. Uh, but should there ever be some reason uh, if there's, a I don't know, a home invasion? I'm more so like, I don't know, if we get into apocalyptic territory, we have massive civil unrest pulling out that large gun may scare some people away. Um so that's why I have them. Um and yes, it's there. It is there to kill or scare human beings if mm-hmm. my life or the lives of the ones I love are in danger. And that's it. Yeah. There's no other reason for it. I I, I yeah, don't my- it's not for fun. It, it's it just isn't. Um so it's a little bit different. Um and and arguing that or the car or the this or the that that somebody could use to to kill that that gets to be kind of a convoluted argument where yeah it, it, it's one is for one thing one is for the other but what about uh, if you're going to argue on this okay we're going to go after we did we found Jennifer Crumbly guilty uh, of of involuntary manslaughter um, do we then not have to you know go after anything and any time that a child gets a weapon from a a parent
1: mm.
0: uh, for involuntary manslaughter. How about gangs? How about Chicago? How yeah. about we go take a look at the 10, 20, 30 people a week that get murdered there with guns that were maybe taken out of the home, maybe belonged to dad or mom or, you know, dad who hasn't ever been around um, or, or whatever. And where do those, do, do we then start holding all of those parents accountable to parents who have children who are in gangs that go and commit violence? Uh, do we go after them and say, "Why didn't you uh, reel your kid in? Why didn't you? Why did you allow them to go run the streets with your thugs?" I'll be waiting mm-hmm. for you till you get home. I'll be waiting. Oh, that's a Tupac song. Um, uh, but uh, why? W- why <laughs> do we we need to take a look at it all of that? Then, if we're going to be doing this, it's not just going to be Michigan mom uh, who had a gun that dad bought and the kid got. there. We got to look at everything. And then do we also look at cases, too, where it's it's not just the kids? What about in the home where it's not a kid? It's, it's You have an unstable family member, maybe a spouse, mm-hmm. maybe maybe it is an adult kid, an adult child, if you will, that's still living at home in the basement at 30-something um, or, or whatever age. But they're not a kid anymore, and they go and commit a crime, uh, and you knew they were kind of off their rocker or had some signs of mental illness uh, that they didn't get help for, or you didn't help them get help for? Do we go after all those situations as well and say, well, you knew about this. Why didn't you do anything? It's kind of like, see something, say something, then do something. Um, It really opens up the floodgates as far as who can be prosecuted now uh, after this verdict. And I don't know that it's going to really solve much of, of anything. It's kind of like, Uh, If you're going to drive through a thunderstorm with your lights off and your Mm. windshield wipers off, there's no DJ on the radio that's going to convince you to turn your lights on. You're a fucking idiot. (laughs) And and that's it. That's the long and short of it. We used to, in in radio, we would get calls all the time when it's ready, tell people to turn their lights on. I'm sorry if you haven't figured that shit out yet. Me saying it's not going to help you.
2: Yeah. And, you know, as, as DJs, we, we sat there and begged people to turn on their lights, uh, especially if it was foggy in daytime Um, Mm -hmm. and they wouldn't do it. And, you know, you never know it, you can give that warning all you want. If they haven't figured it out while they're driving, based on the fact that they have a license and they've been told this many times, there's nothing we can do.
0: I just, I, I don't know. I mean, we, we do know that, uh, Penalties and things like that, like this, don't necessarily have much of an impact. Um, if, if someone's going to be ignorant and irresponsible, they're probably going to be ignorant and irresponsible. They probably mm-hmm. don't even know this case took place. Like, they, right. they have no idea that this is even a thing. Um, if, if So I, I don't know that it's going to change a lot unless it's really, really enforced. Um, and then, But again, at what point, how far do you go? Here's more from the court.
3: I also got text one day, we have no food in our house, I am absolutely starving, you are the worst mother ever. I ignored it. She was mad we didn't have the right kind of chicken ramen, when we have four other flavors of ramen, and there's about a hundred other things she can eat, and I knew she's not going to starve to death, but taken out of context, it makes me look like a neglectful mother. But if you know all the circumstances and your relationship I have with my daughter, I knew it was an overdramatic, stupid point. So when you see messages from Mrs. Crumbly's son saying, will you at least call back? Those are so out of context. And when I'm driving home from court every day, I'm getting messages, will you at least call back? And I don't because I know what they want is for me to run through the McDonald's drive-through and bring everyone a Coke.
0: She needs to reel no. it in. She needs to reel it in because this is just like, okay, I love your personal stories here. Um, and, and actually in courts, they don't like this. I'm, I'm kind of surprised the judge didn't tell her to shut up and say, yeah, this is nothing. Get, get back on track here. Um, for And this is just a small example of the one hour of her testimony or her yeah. closing arguments that were really kind of going out there.
2: And what, what's bothering me about this is, it, okay, yes, kids can be extremely dramatic, but this kid was drawing pictures of guns and shooting people and saying people have one day left to live. He spelled it out. Yeah. Th- to me, yeah. that's different than you're just a horrible mom. We don't have anything to eat. Mm-hmm. We've all said that to our parents, but yeah. we also, if we said something like, I'm going to kill people. Mm-hmm my parents would have snapped to attention.
0: Yeah.
2: As shitty as they were, they would have been like, whoa, okay, we've got a problem.
0: Yeah. Now, I, uh, I agree. It it, uh, it, it, but she's doing her job. She really was. She was trying to kind of downplay this. as like, this is just a mom who, you know, she gets shit from her kid. And how is she supposed to know what's the bigger red flag? Uh, the ramen or the picture of the gun and the dead student? How would she know? I don't know. Common sense at some point? Taking a little bit of responsibility and taking your head out of the sand? I don't know. There's more.
3: When Mrs. Crumbly did have to evaluate what's going on with her son and there was something alarming happening... She relied on people who spend day in and day out with kids, people she considers to have more expertise in kids than she does, including Pam Fine, who left her a very nonchalant voicemail that you've heard, that was exhibit 115 if you want to hear it again, saying Ethan was looking up bullets in school today, it's not illegal, it's not wrong, he's not in any trouble. It's just like how teachers can't look up hops for beer. You don't need to call me back. She was relying on the representations by the school counselor, Sean Hopkins, who took the stand and has had a lot of training, hundreds of hours of training, and made it very clear this was just an issue where he needed some kind of therapy (laughs) and didn't think it was necessary to suggest to the Crumblies, go to Common Ground today or serious enough that he called 911. And the assistant dean said the same thing in the meeting with Mr. Hopkins, that Ethan Crumbly could relate, I'm sorry, that the son could remain in school that day, that he would probably be better off, according to Mr. Hopkins, around peers versus being alone.
0: And that right there is, I think, some pretty damning evidence against the school. And I think one of the things that actually could have possibly gotten her off and may uh, help her in appeals. This will ultimately be appealed. And I do wonder a little mm-hmm. bit uh, if the appeal is going to go on the argument of ineffective counsel.
2: Oh, it certainly could. Couldn't it?
0: I think there's a lot of evidence to the, uh, the point of that. I mean, like some of the cross, not even the cry felt like cross um, in some of uh, Jennifer Crumbly's testimony on her own behalf, with her own defense questioning her, felt more like cross. Like you're making her say things that don't look very good. Yeah. Um that I, I think is is a possible argument um that could be made. I think Jennifer Koffendaffer even made that uh argument on Twitter uh this week. Uh here's uh some more from the
3: Reasonable doubt can be found from the fact that Jennifer Crumbly did her best as a mother. While going to the shooting range is not her thing, she's trying to find a way to bond with her son, who has just had his best friend move away. She took him camping, took him on trips. She let him have pets. He has the cutest little kitten you've ever seen in these Facebook pictures. Board game nights with him. She's not neglecting him in any way, and if anything, She's going to the gun range for him, not because she enjoys it. You can tell how much she loves it when she gets up there, shoots a couple shots, and then just stands there letting him enjoy the activity he likes. But Mrs. Crumley on that day is trying her best to bond with her child and have a relationship.
0: You know, uh, kittens work for a lot of things. (laughs)
2: Right, but not this. Man. Not this.
0: Not, not trying to get someone off on uh, murder charges or involuntary manslaughter charges. Like you can like distract a kid at an Applebee's with a kitten video. You can't necessarily distract a jury that's trying to figure out if mom should be account- accountable for her son executing four students. That just seems to be a little bit of a stretch.
2: Yeah, this one's. She's she's really pulling at strings here.
0: She uh, also had this uh, argument as she started to uh, wrap up those uh, closing arguments.
3: I find Jennifer Crumbly not guilty, not just for Jennifer Crumbly, but for every mother who's out there doing the best they can, who could easily be in her shoes, for every parent doing the best they can, who could easily be in their shoes, for every parent that has snippets of text messages that could be read and make them look like horrible monsters. For every parent that has fights with their kid on text message that else would make them look like <coughs> terrible parents. For every parent that's ever had a hobby and has not spent 24-7 with their child, that should not be held against parents. For any parent that's ever had an affair or spent time communicating on an affair, that says nothing about how much you care about your child or your expectation of whether or not they would commit a school shooting. Most people who have affairs would still not expect their child would do
0: this. It was interesting the affair being brought up into this because I felt like was it certainly a distraction for uh, for Jennifer Crumbly? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. So was everything else in life. Um, I, I I don't know that it was necessarily playing a big part in. And all this, but but the thing is, I mean, again, it 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 may play a part in the frustration of the kid, uh, of the kid feeling like you know, mom's out of control, life is out of control. We really don't have our shit together in this house, and I'm supposed to get my shit together and go and be this good person. But the people who are around me seem to really be confused as well. Uh, I mean, that's part of being a parent. Is even if you don't have all your shit together, you yeah, at least try. <laughs> You at least least try to give the appearance of it so the kids aren't like thinking, well, the bar's this low. I might as well live by that low bar too. That's not good parenting of just kind of out in the open. Here's all my dirty laundry kids. Uh, You know, uh, look at me and and listen to me. Kids aren't going to have respect for you uh, if you're doing those sort of things. So I I found that, uh, that all a bit interesting that was brought up in this case. But I think more so to the the argument of his own mental health and and where this kid was and what was the recipe that made him who he is.
2: Well, and I think too, bringing up the affair, I get it. It shows that her attention was elsewhere, but also doesn't that scream that she is looking for an escape of some sort mm-hmm. that things are bad. Yeah. She's looking for, attention and nurturing elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So again, to me, that shines a light on what's going on in, in the family unit, what's going on in those four walls of that home that they are disconnected from each other. They are, are looking for solutions elsewhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um,
2: it's, it's a theme to me.
0: No, without a doubt. I mean, it, it all kind of comes together into this horrible, horrible pie that was the crumbly household and ultimately now... Uh, resulting in a guilty verdict for Jennifer Crumbly, sentencing, uh, I believe, April 9th. Is that uh, correct? April 9th, yes. Um, Found guilty in all four counts of involuntary manslaughter for those four kids. Madison Baldwin, Tate Meyer, Justin Schilling, and Hannah St. Juliana, age 17, 16, 17, and 14, executed by her son, and for her role in not being responsible, uh, she is paying a price for it uh, as well. Tell us what you think in the comments uh, on uh, this post, uh, wherever you may be watching or listening uh, on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, wherever it may be. We'd uh, we'd like to hear your feedback on this or on social media, uh, as uh, we'll have to continue to watch this sentencing coming up and the, uh, like I said, the repercussions of this. Uh, gonna spider out like crazy. Uh, and this is going to be a precedent setting uh, case that will, you know, likely be referenced many more times. And I do wonder how far back we're going to go in history now uh, to take a look at uh, the accountability of other parents uh, in many other cases uh, as well.
2: Yeah, it's, it's going to be an octopus just reaching everywhere, everywhere. It's it, absolutely groundbreaking. We're going to be hearing about this case as precedent setting for centuries
3: want to listen ad free want advanced access to all of our interviews before anyone else
0: become a true crime today premium plus subscriber on apple podcasts you get every episode commercial free so you can binge on true crime
3: until you can binge no more search true crime today premium plus on apple podcasts now or go to our podcast page and sign up now more of the hidden killers podcast next.